Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, with over 20 locations in the state of Mississippi, fuel up at Fleetway Market. And don't forget about the Market Cafe in Gluckstadt and Brookhaven serving amazing breakfast and lunch. Fuel up at Fleetway Market on the way to Startville and Oxford, the beach, New Orleans, wherever you're going. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Hugh Freeze is now on the plains in Auburn. They're going to win. And probably win big, and sooner than than later. Uh, Freeze when he comes in, he turns it around pretty much overnight. And you got to do that. You got to have at least a um, well, a pretty damn good QB in the SEC. And Freeze was able to do that with Bo Wallace. We all got to see that. Uh, he got every ounce of talent and skill out of Bo Wallace, and he did the same thing at Liberty, uh, turning them around overnight. So Mississippi State and Ole Miss both play at Auburn this year in Freeze's first year. We welcome in Justin Hawkinson on three, Auburn Insider. Justin joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Um, all right, Justin, so as far as the Michigan State transfer quarterback, uh, Peyton Thorne, who Freeze and the staff just landed, did, did you see this coming a couple of months ago? Or did you just see, figure this out in the last couple of weeks that maybe Freeze and the staff uh, didn't have the confidence in Robbie Ashford? Well, no, I think we I think we were pretty confident that they were going to land a transfer portal quarterback. They tried in the winter um, a little bit, didn't work out, and uh, I think um, you know. He, he was pretty open publicly in the spring about wanting more from the quarterbacks. And then from what I heard privately, I mean, he was, he was pretty open to some people about, you know, needing a quarterback there. So I think, I think everybody assumed and everybody thought they would land one. It was just a matter of who. Um, you know, they, 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 uh, they looked at Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina for a minute in the winter when he entered the portal, but then he ended up going back to Coastal Carolina there were some academic things that didn't allow him to be eligible, basically, to transfer to Auburn. <clears throat> Otherwise, he, he's probably your guy. Um, but then after that, you know, they looked at some different quarterbacks that, uh, that entered the portal, and, you know, it ends up being Peyton Thorne, Casey Thompson, of course, is one they, they looked at a little bit. But I think when Peyton Thorne got in the portal, um, that was a no-brainer for, for, for them, as, from what it sounds like. They really liked him. So... Um, yeah, I think they always wanted a portal quarterback if they were going to try to do, you know, if they were going to try to succeed this this fall and, and, and do some things that they want to do and try to get this thing off on the right foot, um, they needed a guy. I mean, do I think that, that they could have pieced something together with Robbie Ashford or even Holden Gurner? Maybe. I mean, Robbie has enough athletic ability. Maybe with Hugh Freeze you could piece something together, but it would have been tough. Now you've got a guy in Peyton Thorne 
who's a legitimate quarterback, played a couple of years of, of Power 5 football, you know, another two years in college, and he'll be a draft prospect. I think he's that kind of quarterback. And so now you've got a fighting chance this fall to go, you know, be in every game you play. Even when Alabama and Georgia come to Jordan-Hare, I think you've now got a quarterback that's at least capable of giving you a fighting chance in those football games. So I think it's a – I think it's an important pickup, and now that now Peyton Thorne's got to get here in the summer, learn the offense, learn the receivers, and get get up to speed because he doesn't have a lot of time to be the guy. Okay, Justin Hawkinson, Auburn Insider on the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, so, what did they kick the tires on Spencer Sanders, or did that just never any nothing ever really happened there last January? Yeah, so from what I understand, they kicked the tires on him, and from what I understood, he was going to come in for a visit, and they decided that they just they decided to go in another direction, and that was the weekend that all of a sudden he showed up in Oxford, and so yeah, I think they kicked the tires on him, but just they just decided I don't know if if there were some shoulder issues or some different things they just they just thought he wasn't the guy, and and kind of just told him hey we're we're probably not gonna we're probably gonna move in a different direction and. And so, of course, Spencer Sanders ends up at at Ole Miss battling battling over there. So, yeah, I would sure. say kicked the tires a little bit, but wasn't a guy that they ultimately wanted after doing after doing a lot of evaluations, from what I understand. Justin, where are you on this quarterback race in August in Auburn? Do you think it's uh, Peyton Thorne one hundred percent, or do you think it will actually be um, a heck of a QB battle between Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashburn at Auburn? Um, no, it's, it, I mean, it's going to be Peyton Thorne. I mean, he, he, okay. he's, he's just a far better quarterback than, than what they have. Ashford is, you know, a still developing kind of guy, um, who is good of a runner and an athlete. He is, he has a long ways to go as a passer. Holden Gurner is a little bit more polished as a passer, but is, is young. I mean, he just redshirted last year. So not a lot of experience. Peyton Thorne, Peyton Thorne. I mean, I don't, <clears throat> I don't like to guarantee things. I mean, just you, you never know what will happen, but Peyton Thorne isn't brought in to, to be the backup, and I don't see there being much of a battle. Peyton Thorne is a far better quarterback than what they have, um, and with his experience playing big-time football, I mean, what he did in 2021 was, was big-time. He had a great year um, yeah. at Michigan State. So I, I think he's the guy. He's going to come in. If he does everything, if he's everything he's supposed to be, he's going to start, period. I mean, he's going to go in there, and he's going to be the guy. He wasn't brought in to be a backup, and, and again, it, I just don't see it being much of a battle. I don't think Auburn has a guy on the, on the roster at quarterback that can legitimately battle him to where you're as a coach going, who should it be? I don't see it. It's Peyton Thorne all the way. Okay, H- how will the offense look? Will it look like the Bo Wallace-Chad Kelly offense with Peyton Thorne or a little different? What? How do you see this? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because you've got – Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery kind of merging some ideas. I mean, the only thing that we saw a lot of in spring was there's definitely going to be some tempo and some pace when they have the opportunities. You've got a really good running back stable, which Arquez Hunter leading the way. You've got an offensive line that seems to be in good shape, rebuilt from the transfer portal. Um, and so I think they're going to lean on that. They're going to lean on that run game and that RPO game. They don't have the big-time receivers – for, for the pass, I think the passing game is going to have to complement what they do in the run game. Um, they're trying, you know, they landed Caleb Burton from Ohio State, who's talented but unproven. So they got to find some playmakers at receiver. Um, and so, and, until that kind of develops, 
I think this is an offense that's going to be RPO-based, but it's going to lean, I think, on that running game, tight ends, and then and then find ways to get the, the receivers the ball when they have the opportunity. I think those those guys just have to prove themselves a little bit because I don't I think there's a lot of unproven ability at receivers. You're not sure what you have there. So um, and then of course Peyton Thorne is he, he he's he's athletic enough to make the RPO game something to you know to to make the RPO game work. He's not he's not Robbie Asher running the ball, but he is athletic enough that you're gonna have to respect him pulling and running around the end and scrambling and making plays and things like that. So his athletic ability is probably understated a tad bit um, when you watch him play. But, yeah, I think early on it's going to be something that leans on those running backs and that offensive line and then allow your receivers to develop this ball, figure out who your playmakers are, and then see if you can take the top off, see if you can go downfield. But um, but it's going to lean on that running game a lot. And then, of course, pace just depends on how successful you are. If they have a good, successful first first down, they're going to continue sure. to pace. If it's if it's a bad play, then then they'll slow it down. Talking Auburn football with Justin Hawkinson on three Auburn site, Auburn insider. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Hugh Freeze lands his quarterback in the portal. Uh, Peyton Thorne from Michigan State is now at Auburn, and uh, hey, Peyton Thorne got Mel Tucker a hundred million dollars. So we'll see what uh, what and and Hugh Freeze is a uh, thousand times better uh, offensive coach than anybody on the Michigan State staff. Uh, is is the Auburn fan because of Freeze's success at Ole Miss and especially against Bama? Is it uh, is it basically across the board one hundred percent confidence vote in Hugh Freeze since he's been hired? Um. I mean, I would say, I don't know about a hundred percent, but I, I think the vast, vast majority of, of Auburn fans, yeah, are are happy with the hire and, and think he can do good things. Um, I think the you know the way he closed out recruiting in high school was 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 a good indicator. The portal class was pretty good, so those things matter too. Um, so I'd say if there were doubts about Hugh Freeze, the way he closed in the high school recruiting ranks and the way he closed in the transfer transfer portal landing guys at important positions and now you you know you do get a, you finally get your transfer portal quarterback that looks like a guy that's capable of doing some good things i think that adds the confidence level to to auburn fans of what he can do so yeah i think i think auburn fans are in a pretty good place in terms of thinking this guy can can get the job done it's just a matter of how quickly and then seeing it sort of transpire because of what you've got going on. Obviously, Alabama and Georgia are so good. LSU's rising up. Um, and so you've got to catch those. You play those three every year. You've got to catch those three. And so, but yeah, overall, I would say there's a lot of confidence in, uh, yeah, well, in Hugh Freeze. Yeah. And so you say you catch them every year. Well, but I think that's over starting next year. True, what are you be, hearing? Yeah. What, you know, we're either going to go one permanent plus seven rotation. Or three permanent plus six rotating. Uh, what what have you heard, Justin? As far as or what do you believe that? What what direction do you think they'll go? Um, it sounds like they'll go nine, um, but I, I think it's going to be interesting. I think what's, what's going to be interesting is just how they divvy up the SEC opponents and, and the permanents and the non-permanents, because I think a lot of it's going to depend on a lot of recent history. So while Auburn has had to play Bama and Georgia, that's been crazy tough the last five years, especially with when Kirby Smart at Georgia's gotten going. Um, 
But I think, uh, but 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 that success, I think, is going to help Auburn when they go to do this, if, you know, the permanent rivals, because I think it's going to end up. I think they're going to get, you know, maybe Bama, Georgia, but then probably get Vanderbilt, you know, something like that, because of how good Bama and Georgia are. But um, it'll be interesting to see. But I mean, Alabama and Georgia, because those rivalries are so ingrained in Auburn, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> so, so I mean, you you know, even if you get Vanderbilt, you're still, or if you're Auburn, you're still looking at playing Bama and Georgia every year, um, which is just, you know, which is brutal and then throwing everybody else. But, yeah, I think it'll be – I think you'll go nine conference games and, and then do, do six and three. How has John Cohen, your athletic director, been received by the fan base? Um, I would – you know, I, w- I would say positive, but, I mean, I think it's kind of been a little bit indifferent. I don't, I don't know that he's – done anything good or bad for the fan base to really judge him or have a reaction on yet. So I think coming from a power five school, that's great. Um, obviously the baseball side of things and what he did at Mississippi state and some recent success Auburn's had in baseball. That's, that's something that was looked at as a positive bringing him on. You figure, you figure he'll mesh well with Butch Thompson and what Auburn's trying to do on the baseball side. Um, but past that, I mean, it's, I think it's just wait and see. Um, on, on what Auburn gets done and um, whether it's facilities or making sure that the collective and the university and all that's running smoothly and things like that. So I would say early on it's, it's a little too early to tell. Um, I think they just care about – I think they just care about, um, you know, Hugh Freeze and the football program winning basketball, keep doing what it's doing. If they do, the John Cohen's right. great. I, it's funny, I had an interview with him. I told him, I was like yeah, – I just kind of asked him, like, how do you – or how comfortable are you knowing that – I mean, really, the success of football, especially because you hired Hugh Freeze, is pretty much going to dictate your success at Auburn. I mean, if football does well, people are going to assume you're doing a great job, no matter what else right. you do. And he understands that. So it's that's that's the part of being AD at Auburn, man. If, if football goes great because he's so tied with the Hugh Freeze hire, then he'll do a great job. If it doesn't, then it doesn't matter what else he does. Okay, Justin Hawkinson, on three Auburn site, on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, Justin, have you heard how much Auburn would like to raise NIL-wise per year for football? Um, no, I don't think there's a number necessarily per year for football. I don't know that. Um, I think they're in an okay spot right now um, in terms of what they're doing. Um, I think the challenge for these collectives is trying to figure out how do we get normal fans to be a part of the process on a regular basis. You know, a lot of these collectives are doing subscription-based type stuff. So outside of getting the main boosters to, to, to give you money and outside of a coach going going to the main players and saying, hey, I, I need a portal class that's going to be 10 guys. I need probably, you know, X amount per player. That's what I need for the next few months. Um, outside of that, how long will that last? You know, you can't keep going back to those guys every winter, every spring, like – you know, that's, that's, that, that could be tough, especially if you don't win every year. If you have a year that's so-so and then you go to them and say you need this great portal class, you know, you're going to have some reluctance. So I think the challenge for collectives is getting, getting fans involved in the subscription model and paying 20 bucks a month or 30 bucks a month or something like that. Um, but no, I don't know a specific number that they want to raise per, per Just- team or per player or anything like that yet. Who, who's More. your highest paid player? Did you hear a number on what it took to get Peyton Thorne? 
I mean, I'm sure it was several no, hundred thousand. No, I would no, I didn't. And I would guess, and a lot of these numbers that are going out, I, so much of what you hear out there, I don't believe. I, sure. I just, cause it's, it's just, I don't know what goes into it. Um, but I would guess, I don't know. I mean, if I had to completely guess to get a, to get a starting quarterback, especially somebody that has a starting job at, at, a, at a place like Michigan State, you're probably a couple hundred grand, 300 grand. I mean, if I had to guess, um, type of type of deal, um, which is which is what's what, what's funny about collectives to this point too is it's all like it's it's just funny like it's all straight up pay for play right now. There's not nobody, none of these players. Like I don't see some nationwide outside of a few, outside of Livy Dune or Suni Lee or somebody like that, Caleb Williams at USC. Outside of a couple, everybody else that's getting an NIL deal is just basically straight up pay for play. I mean, nobody is going to shop at somewhere locally because the starting left tackle did a, did an ad for the restaurant, you know, whatever. Like it's just, that's not happening. And so yeah. it's, it, the whole, the whole collective thing is just kind of funny. I think it's going to settle itself down a little bit in terms of what players want or what players expect and what, what businesses are willing to pay. I think a lot of these businesses are, are going to quickly realize, like, I'm not sure what I'm paying for outside of just pay, basically paying a player. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch it develop over the, the next year, couple of years, but if, if I had to guess on Peyton Thorne, I would probably guess some kind of couple hundred grand type promise, but I have nothing to go off of other than just what think, I see and what I hear and what I think. Justin Hawkinson on the Out of Bounds show. Justin, do you think, let's just say it's 300K, do you think he's the highest paid, with that number, do you think he's the highest paid guy on Auburn's team? Uh, Probably. I mean... Tank was doing well, um, but he's gone. I mean, yeah, probably. I'm trying to think of, of on that roster. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. Because it's the quarterback position and because it's somebody they, they very much needed. Um, yeah. I mean, because some of the guys that just left, guys like Derek Hall, Tank Bigsby, Colby Wooden, those guys had been there for a few years, you know, experienced players. They were probably doing well. But, yeah, I'd have to think he's – I'd have to think he's he's probably got the biggest NIL deal on the team, yeah. Okay. Now, let's wrap it up with this. Cadillac Williams, tell me about him. We had Jason Campbell on a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about their friendship, how close they are, what Cadillac means to the program. I mean, heck, Justin, I fell in love with Cadillac last year. Just his, his passion and his the way he was uh, – um, a magnet and could sell himself and the Auburn program and kind of kept everything afloat. And you knew that Freeze was going to keep him, and now he's super high paid assistant. But uh, is he is he the most popular person on campus or one of? <laughs> he's he's one of them. Yeah, that was the biggest thing when you know Cornell. I mean, he's already you know he's already an Auburn football legend, right? For what he did on the field. Um, part of that undefeated team in 2004 goes to NFL, does good things for kind of getting in, injured and, and sort of slowing his career down. So he already had all that going for him as an Auburn great. But what happened last year really elevated his status um, to a whole new level. Um, just and, and really, look, what did he so He went two and two as an interim head coach. Um, but it was more the it was more the way he went about it. Um, and, and just kind of the way he spoke to the media and, 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 and things like that about trying to kind of galvanize the team. Um, yeah, he's just, he's just all passion. 
that's who Cornell Williams is. He's all passion. Um, he's a guy that's been there, comes from Birmingham, Alabama, and played high school ball and college ball and played in the NFL. Like He did all that. So he can relate to these kids. He knows where they're at. He knows what they're thinking and feeling, which makes him a good assistant coach and a good recruiter. Um, but, yeah, it was just one of those special scenarios where you have a former player, a former great player, step into a bad situation, a situation where the former coach didn't connect with the players at all. And you come in, you're the 180 of that, and, and you and you galvanize the team and the fans, and you go have this great atmosphere at the Texas A&M game. And just a lot of things came together to, to, to really like elevate him in terms of how people looked at him and thought about him, and they already loved him. So, yeah, it pretty much cemented him um, to have a place on the staff as long as he wanted to. I mean, that was one of the, that was kind of one of the deals when, when they were hiring Hugh Freeze. It was pretty much a no brainer. It would have been, uh, a, a terrible decision if, if he would have came in and said, no, I want my own running back coach. Um, I don't think they told him who he had to hire, but I would say it was probably strongly recommended that, hey, there's one guy that's not going anywhere. And it's, uh, and it's Cornell. And I don't think Hugh Freeze had any problem with that at all. Matter of fact, it was, it was, just to show you what Carnell did and the way he was viewed at the end of that season, from what I understand, he actually traveled with the with um, Richmond Glenn, who's the associate AD, to meet Hugh Freeze before the official before the hires were were made official. Um, that's because Auburn said, "Hey, we this is the direction we're going, Carnell, and we want you to meet with him." And Carnell's like, "Yeah, I want to go personally meet with him to make sure that I vibe with him and that we're good." Apparently they completely hit it off, and so then the night before Hugh Freeze was officially hired, he got into Auburn, and that's the first person he met with was was Cornell Williams in the office. And so yeah, it was important for Auburn to make sure that Cornell was good with it and had a chance to meet him and had a had a say if he wanted to have a say. Um, it, they they gave him more more preference than any than any other assistant coach normally would get um, in terms of here's the head coach. Do you want to go medium? Do you want to make sure y'all are good? That kind of stuff. So I think it's, it's a lot of what they think about Carnell Williams. We'll leave it there. Uh, Justin Hawkinson, Auburn Insider, on three site. And Hugh Freeze has got them excited, as he should. Uh, he's going to win, win big. The only question is how much and how big will he win? We got to see it uh, up close in mississippi and he's won everywhere he's been justin thank you so much bud hope to catch up again soon thanks guys auburn insider justin hawkinson on the farm bureau insurance guest line and hugh freeze got his quarterback peyton thorne through for 6400 yards at michigan state uh justin referenced what he did two years ago his year Basically got Mel Tucker $100 million. Now they're in one of the worst contracts in the history of collegiate athletics. Because, um, you know, Michigan State will be a 6-6 six and six program, probably. But it was a weird deal, and some people got caught up. And so they throw. oh, it's all guaranteed, too. So if you think Jimbo Fisher's contract is bad, and it's, um, you know, Mel Tucker got 90 Technically, I think 90 to 95 million um, guaranteed, which is insane because he wasn't a proven head coach. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 1059 The Zone, is brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial industrial roofing company in Mississippi. 
for 40 years is powered by independent roofing systems. Their website, roofing.ms, roofing.ms. Follow them on Facebook, Independent Roofing Systems. And uh, they do a great job there, kind of sharing their story and showing you all the projects that they have completed, which is basically A+. It's incredible all the work they've done. Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial industrial roofing company in Mississippi. Hour number three coming up. Steve Robertson on MSU Baseball and Chris Lamonis coming up at 930. 